Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Hey, come on, can we put our hands together for the worship this morning in the house of God? Man, I'm so excited that you're here today. Hey, I'm going to be really honest with you today. I didn't get to preach last week. I got so much to say. I mean, I preached the message online, but that was a short message. You know, when you're online, they don't give you much time. You guys don't give me much time when we're online. It's got to be, be short. So if you watched the message last, last week, I really gave you two things that I think that might could help you into this, this year. And so the first one is that you'll pray. I, I hope that this year you will pray. That you, I, I pray that this year you'll pray more than you've ever prayed. And not only will you pray, point number two last week was that we're, I'm praying that you'll obey. I'm praying that you'll pray, and then I'm praying that you'll obey. Come on, does anybody realize that it's easy to pray, but come on, it's so much harder to obey? It, it's easy to get a, we get excited about one word from God. We would love to get a word from God this morning, but we don't really get excited about the, the obedience of the word. I don't know about you, I told our team out in the back, our dream team, we have an incredible dream team. I, this is going to be an incredible year for our dream team. We've added so many people. God's going to do so many incredible things. Because when we all get together, when more people get on the team, incredible things happen. But I told the team, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a lot of patience. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not praying for it either. I don't want it. I mean, I don't, I don't want to put God in a bad situation where he has to give me something I don't really want. You know what I'm saying? He made, clearly he didn't want it for me because he didn't give it to me. I'm just kidding, all right? I'm like, this guy, he's off the wall. Maybe he needs to go pray. He needs to obey. You know? like, I just believe that, that, that it's, it's harder to do what God tells us to do. So I don't know about you guys in here today, but I, I, I think that sometimes it's easy for us to remember just, just one word. And, and I, I've heard over the years and years and years of pastors saying, hey, this year, give your church one word, brother. Give your church just one word, and one word will give them through the whole entire year. And I was like, we can do better than one word. Like, surely the, pe- surely the men and women of God can do better than one word. And then I got six years into pastoring this church, and I'm like, you know what, one word's good. <laughs> One word's going to have to work. We're going to have to just get one. We're going to get one word. Like last year, I talked about your health last year. And shocker, I'm going to talk about your health again this morning because I'm pretty consistent. Joanna reminded me last, a couple weeks ago, we were on the, on the soccer field back here. And I said, she said, you're pretty consistent. Like you, you kind of say the same things. And I said, I, I don't, you know, one thing I want to be is I want to be consistent. I want to be faithful. I want to be consistent. Nobody likes an inconsistent preacher. Nobody likes an inconsistent pastor. Nobody likes an inconsistent business owner. Nobody likes an inconsistent Employee, like, no one really likes inconsistency. We, we really like consistent, no one likes an inconsistent husband. Come on, somebody. Like, we like consistent, nobody wants an inconsistent check. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want our paycheck every time it's supposed to be there. We want to be, nobody really likes inconsistency. We really liked, we liked consistent. We like people to be the same and, and steady and, and faithful. Like, we, we like all those things. And so we're, we were talking, she's like, you, you stay consistent. So this year I want to stay, I want you to be consistent. And so there's all kinds of words that we can choose. You can choose a word. Now, I don't want you to choose the word that I have. I don't want to choose the word that you got. I want you to get your own word from God. I know for me, I'm on the front row. And you can get words from God, but you also can get a word from God. But a word from God doesn't, doesn't mean like a singular word. So, for example, this, this year, some of you guys are like, my word's going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful to the house of God. Some of you guys are like, my word's faithful. I'm going to be faithful in giving this year. I'm going to be faithful in serving. And, and that's a word. But of the word out, listen to those words coming over, Dinah singing over us today, that the that, that, that words that we just sing, that one, one word from God can, can change everything. 
it can, it, spirits can be moved. Demons can be moved. Oppression can be moved. Like, that's the word. Like, like God can move. The word that you can get is God can move everything. That, that's more than just one word. Like, God can move mountains. Like, that may be the word that you got. So this year, every time you face a mountain, you're going to say, man, God, you can, God, you can move a mountain. This season, I'm thankful. You can have words that are seasonal words. So my prayer is that you'll get one word. Next week, we start our prayer and fasting. It's, I'll be honest with you. It's my favorite three weeks of the whole entire year. Because here's what I believe. The way you start is how you finish. I, I believe that I run... Jesus told, the, Jesus told um, the, the, the early beginning children of Israel, he said, hey, guys, I'm going to bring you food. And every day he brought them food. And he said, don't take extras. I'm going to bring you fresh bread every single day. Come on, somebody, like fresh bread every single day. I'm, all my illustrations in the next three weeks are going to be about food because I'm going to be so hungry for three weeks. But like, God, God tells the guys, hey, you just take enough for today. I'm going to bring you more. I'm going to bring you more tomorrow. You need a, a fresh there's a, he gave them a fresh word. He said, hey, guys, just eat this, and I'm going to give you more. I'm going to give you more tomorrow. So my prayer is that you're going to dig into God's word and get more from God this year. You're going to hear from God in a way that you've never, you've never heard from him. Like, you're going to get a word, and you're like, I'm going to stick with that word. And so I don't know what your word's going to be. I pray you're going to get one. So when we start 21 Days of Prayer next week, you're going to get a prayer guide. It'll be online. It'll be in hand when you leave next week. It'll be in your hands. And and next Sunday starts our fasting and praying. And every single day, for 20 days, there's going to be a word on the top of our, our, our worship guide or our prayer guide. And we're going to pray that one word. And we're going to ask God to do something with that word. And so you, you may pull up, your word may be creative. Your, Diana said today, your, your word may be hope. Your word may be faith. There's all kinds of words that you can get. Now, I want to talk about the fast for just a second. Some of y'all, how many of you guys have ever fasted before? You've ever fasted before? Now, put your hands down. A, a lot of you guys. Now, don't raise your hand for this question, but a lot of you guys, you, if you're going to be honest with you, you probably fasted because you got to do blood work. Come on, let's be honest. You know, like, nobody chooses to fast. Like, it's just, it's just, a, re, it's just a reality. Like, we don't, we don't wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to fast today. I'm just going to fast and pray, and, pray and, 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 and talk to God all day long. No one wakes up and does that. That's why we get together, and we do it together at the beginning of the year. Because we believe that if we all get together, a lot of things can happen. Like, multiplication can happen when we all get together. And so we're going to fast. Some of you guys have never fasted before. Some of us in the church, for me, about three weeks ago, three years ago, I decided when we started doing this fasting, I was going to do what's called the Daniel fast. It's 21 days. You can look it up online when you get home today. You can look it up online if you get tired of the message day, if you're watching online. But it's, it's, it's Daniel fasted. And he tells the king, hey, king, I'm going to eat a different diet. And at the end of the, end of the, end of the it was only seven, seven or ten days, but he goes, at the end of, the, end of, the, end of that time, if, I'm, if I look better than the other guys, then, then let me stay on this diet, and I, I want to please the Lord. And the other, the other men, they were eating the LeBron James diet. Fine steak, fine meat, fine wine. And they're like, we're going to eat vegetables and water for this fast. And not a good plan. There was no, they, they had no plant-based protein. They were just committed. Like, we're just going to eat fruits, vegetables, and water over this next seven, ten days, and we're just going to ask God to do something incredible in our lives. And that's what they did. And at the end of the day, they stood the guys up, the line mother, they all took their shirts off, they all flexed, and the guys, Daniel and his crew, they had eight packs, dude. They were just, whew, bah, 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 bah. Their traps were popping out, <laughs> up and out. They had nice definition underneath their pectoralis major. Right here. I mean, they were just like, it, like, it worked. It worked. And they, made, they remained faithful. <laughs> I don't know if that was too far or not. They were, they, were, like, they were in shape, but they weren't in shape. They didn't get through that because it was easy. They got through it because they, they leaned on God. 
And so we just take the, we took the first 21 days and we just lean on God. I was listening to a message on the way back from the mountains with my family yesterday, and they're like, oh, you Christians, you, need a, you guys need a crutch. You guys, you Christians, you need Jesus. That's a crutch for you. I'm like, I, I heard the pastor say, we don't need a crutch. We need the whole hospital. Like, we need, I need all the help I can get from Jesus. Anybody in here today need all the help they can get from Jesus? Like, come on. Let, hey, here's the good news. All the help you need, he, also, he has it for you. Like, if we all need help, if we all call 911 to heaven today, God's going to show up for all of us. That's our God. And so we're going to pray and fast. We're going we're to ask God for miracles. We're gonna, and we're going to believe for it. I was talking to uh, Nelson, was sharing with our team the other day, and 21 days of prayer two years ago, he had this really, really bad problem with his throat and his coughing and, 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 and breathing and all these things. And I said, Nelson, I think we should need to pray. It was been 21 days of prayer. I was like, we're just going to pray and ask God to heal you over the next 21 days. And it was like clockwork. 21 days came around, and that, that cough was gone. He could talk again. Jenny was very upset, you know. <laughs> That's too far. Hey, uh, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5 and 6, it's not on the screen. I just, God w- dropped this word in my, in my spirit just to kind of share with you as a way of introduction getting into this year. But uh, we, we saw that bumper. The bumper's called one. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, 5, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5 through 6, there's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism, there's one God, there's one Father who is over all and in all and living through all. In case you were wondering, like that's a freebie. Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1 says, in the beginning, God. John chapter 1 says, in the beginning was the word. Like, it, God is in all this. Like, he's in it. And I hope, I hope that this year and every other year, you place all your faith, all your hope, all your trust in the one and living, in the one and living God. I really hope that you do that. I want to encourage you today. You've made it to 2022. The devil tried to take you out all year long, but here you are. Did you, I don't know if you knew this or not. I'm going to remind you one more time. The devil tried to take you out all year long, and here you are. Like, God showed up. Our, tre- our, dr- our dream team grew this entire year. We, we had record offering this past month in, in December. Like, we, God just kept on doing things, and you guys just keep on showing up and keep on trusting God, and all the variants try to take us out, and we're still here today. I mean, there's a lot of us that aren't here today because of the variant, but most of us are here today. I got six text messages in the last two days. Hey, we're not going to make it. Hey, we're not going to make it. Hey, we're not going to make it. I'm like, quit texting. You're not going to make it. I get it. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. It, it, I, I, I think we're almost at the point now where, you know, with, with the whole COVID thing, we're all kind of, we, I think we're now we're all concrete in what we believe. Like, we all kind of know kind of what we, I, okay, we're not, probably not. We're never going to ever be in concrete in what we believe. And, but I was telling my friends, like I said, I, I went to a magic game in last month. <laughs> I, went to a, I went to a magic game. I went to a Solar Bears game. And I went to the Florida, uh, Florida loss to UCF. Dang it. And uh, it just hurts coming off my tongue like that. But I want to be honest, transparent. And I don't know. I met Whitney when she was a college kid. What I'd give to have those days back. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I just, I'll be praying up. I think the enemy, honestly, is trying to use this thing. That's, that's all that to say. I think the enemy just, anything to keep us out of, out of church. Anything to keep us out of community. Anything to keep us out of, honestly, the, the word of God. Anything to keep us from worshiping, I think the enemy is out. He's just always out to get us. He's always out to get us. Every book I read this year, I read 12 books this year, and that's a lot for a guy who has ADHD, but all the books basically said this, that we're cracked out on caffeine, we're addicted to sugar, and we're tired, and we're depressed. Every book said something about that. I mean, you need to pick a new, a new book selection, Pastor Wes. I also read this book. I set a record this year. I, last year, I read the, two years ago, I read the Bible, and I was like, you know what, God, I want to read the Bible more this year. I'm not a resolution guy. I'm just like, they do better. Like, I'm like, always do better. 1% better over time will produce 180. Like, I'm just like, get better all the time. So I don't, I'm not one of those guys, like, I try to stay, 
I try to stay in whatever it is I'm trying to stay into. I try to stay into it all year long. I really try best at that. Well, I knew this year I want to read the Bible more than I read the Bible last year. I think last year I read the Bible like 200-something times on the Bible app. And I love using the Bible app wherever my phone is. I like using the Bible app because it keeps track of those things. And people that have my personality like to keep track of things because everything's a freaking race. <laughs> and uh, it's not, but pray for me. I, read the, I got the, my, my Bible app deal this year, and I read the Bible. I was in the Bible app last year 350, 350 days out of 365, which was, that was like 100, 100 times better than the year before. I, went, I looked on my phone last night, and my son said, um, my son said to me, my, my son sent me a Bible reading plan. And it said, read through the Bible in a, in a year. I'm like, that's too much. I love Jesus, but not that much, you know. That's a lot of reading. That's a lot of reading. And I thought, maybe that was God's word. That was, maybe that was God's time for me to say, hey, this is the time. This is the time for you to read that book from cover to cover and, and, and get into it. I've read it before. It just didn't take me a year. It's taken me a long time. But I'm like, I'm, this may be the year where I'm like, I'm going to listen to it or read it. And by the way, if, you, if, you don't, if you're not good at reading, like, find a translation that you can read. Someone said, hey, Pastor West, do you think it's a good translation? I said, which one is it? He goes, the children's Bible. I said, whatever one you read. I think it's a great translation. I think it's an incredible translation. Read it. If you can't read it, listen to it. Like, just get in God's word. Whatever you do. We're going to talk about that more. That's another message. If this year is going to be any different than the year, if this year is going to be any different than last year, you're going to have to fight. Have you guys seen that sign guy that he holds the signs up? Have you guys seen that? Like, he also like he like he like he has all these funny sayings. Like one one of them says uh, one of them says uh, you can't get milk from nuts. Let that sit in for a little bit. He has one that says uh, things things that you shouldn't say, things that you shouldn't say at Thanksgiving. Like he he like he really helps us out. And I just I really want to use that guy. I want to use that this year. And I really feel like the word that God wanted me to give you guys just today is the word fight. I just kind of sense in here today in this room that some of y'all you're really tired. Of getting beat up by the same thing all the time, every time, year after year after year. You're just tired of it. So the word I want to give you today, because I think you guys can handle just one word, just today. I'm going to give you another word next, next week. This week, this word is fight. Next week, you may not want to come. The word's fast. If you're catching on, all of them start with the letter F. But I'm just going to start with those first two. Today's fight. Next week is going to be, next week is going to be fast. I don't know if you knew this or not, but you only have one body to take care of, and you don't get a redo. You only, get, you only have one body. I don't know if you knew this or not. You only have one body to take care of, and you don't get a redo. There's no redo. We're not gonna get, we get a new body when we get to heaven, but why on earth we don't, get a, we don't get a new body? Unless you have a lot of money. But if you don't have a lot of money, you get one body to take care of. That's all you got. You get one body to take care of. And, and Jesus Jesus. Jesus' intent in making sure that you take care of that one body. You are a body, you are a mind, and you are a soul. God wants you to take care of all three of those things. Newsflash, the next three weeks we're going to talk about those three things. Mind, body, and soul. And I think that they're all interconnected. If you read the books, I've read the books. I'm not smart enough to give you all the statistics. I'm not smart enough to tell you how it all works in biology. I'm not sure. But I know there's one God, there's one, there's one God, and I know he created us and gave us this one body. You have one body to take care of, and you don't get a redo. Your physical health, it should matter to you because your physical health, it matters to God. It does matter. Your body does matter to God. Because if, he's, if you're going to be on mission for the rest of your life, and I hope that works, I hope that there's somebody in here that wants to be on mission the whole time, you're going to have to be able to move around to be able to take care of the mission. If you're going to retire one day and to continue to serve Jesus in another, on a mission field, whether it's your neighborhood or whether it's to go around the world, and if you're handy, and just, and just use your hand. If you're going to be, use your body later down the road, 
If you're going to be, if you're going to come to this church and you're going to serve faithfully on the setup team, you're going to continue to lead a community group and you're going to need your mind, your body, and your spirit. You're going to need all that to be lined up. Your physical health should matter to you because your physical health, it does matter to God. He gave you one body. Can I illustrate it in God's word today? 1 Samuel chapter 17. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34, there was a man named David. And you guys have heard the story before. The Bible says he's the man after God's own heart. And the Bible actually records that the, the, these, the, the children of Israel, they wanted a king. God's plan was not a king. God's plan was a savior. But they wanted a king, and so they chose Saul. And like Saul didn't work. Saul was tall and, and strong. And they go to this guy, Jesse, like, Jesse, we need one of your sons. The prophet goes to Jesse, we need one of your sons. God's picking the next king. They picked Saul, but God's picking the next king. He picks David. Now David's, David's the eighth son, the last son. Seven's number of perfection, eighth son. He's the eighth son. And God uses him in an incredible way. God does not use him in an incredible way because he had a great body. So don't get that twisted today. God, God, God chose him because of his heart. But I'm suggesting to you today that your, your, that your physical body is attached to your mind and it is attached to your soul. It's all intertwined. That's the way God made it. He made us in a trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, mind, body, spirit. God does a lot with the number three in Scripture. But David persisted. He, so he, he gets to the point, like, this, is, this is his resume, okay? I don't know about you. I don't know what your resume looks like. <laughs> Some of you just rewrote your resume, but I don't know if it looks like this. But here's what his resume is. David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. Before he was a king, he was just a shepherd. <clears throat> For, Bible, he, Bible records that when there was a lion and a bear, when, when a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after the club and I rescue the lamb from its mouth. And if the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and I club it to death. Like things we don't say in kids' church. Daddy, mommy, did you know? I can't wait for Maverick to be like one year older. He's gonna be like, did you? I'm gonna tell him all the great Bible stories. Because when I was a kid, we didn't get this stuff. This stuff came when we were, this, you only get this stuff in adult church. I just think we gotta let the kids know. <laughs> okay, that's too far. Daddy, I'm gonna kill some, yeah, okay. He says here, verse 36. We can't be mad at little boys that want to kill and destroy things. David. The Bible says that he, he, he said, I just catch him by the jaw and I club it to death. <laughs> we were driving down the road on our vacation, and, and someone in front of us hit a squirrel. And as we were coming, he, was, it, he wasn't finished off. And so as we got closer, he went up to me and said, please don't hit me. <laughs> he looked right at his dad, like, please don't. And I was like, I won't. So I went around him. I looked at him and I said, we should go back and finish him off. Like... <laughs> The poor guy, he's not finally, he's not fully dead. The Bible says, I, I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. Like, he's like, listen, I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of things, my heart's right, but you got it. These guys, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, he was whipped, he was beaten, I mean, he destroyed, ma massive problems. And Paul's like, he, he, is, he took care of his physical body, he only had one body. Peter followed that Ethiopian eunuch. I don't know how long he walked, but he walked. Jesus walked a, a long while with that cross on his shoulder. Like, you've got to take care of your physical body. You only have one body to take care of. If that wasn't long enough, the Bible says that here's part of his resume. Verse 48, you know he kills Goliath, by the way. and You've heard the story. Verse 48, as Goliath moved closer to attack David, as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Now David wasn't supposed to fight him. Saul was supposed to fight him. And David's other, David was the smallest. He was the eight. He was the runt of the litter. Brothers one, two, three, he could have went. They all could have went. But David was the one that went out to fight him. 
because David knew where his strength came from. We'll talk about that tomorrow, next week. Verse 49, reaching into his shepherd's bag, he took out a stone, the Bible says, and he hurled, he hurled it with the swing, his sling, and he hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. He had a slingshot. I don't know if it looked like this one or not, but you know I brought a slingshot for you. And he's like, I got this. Not long, I got, all the, I got all the bullets here. Don't let my boys find this. Hopefully they're in kids' church. We'll have a broken window at our house in approximately three hours from now. <laughs> and he says he took that slingshot and just boom. And I love that part of the story. Like he took down Goliath, he just, and just knocked him down. Bam. My kid's got this new gun. It's, 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 I think it's new. But it takes like these water pellets. And there it is. I was like, Diana, shoot me with that thing. And I turned around and let her just pop, 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 pop. It, she, it was very liberating for her, I could tell. It's semiotic. She didn't even let go of the trigger. She's like, <laughs> my kids have almost ran out of bullets with that thing. It's been so fun. The Bible says that he pulled back. And that part of the story is really, really sick and awesome. But the Bible says in verse 50, so David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone. And he had no sword. And I just think some of you guys in here today, you're so tired of the life that you're living. And you're like, you know what it is? I just don't have a, I don't have a sword. I don't have a sword, Pastor Wes. I can't fight. I don't have a, I don't have a sword, Pastor Wes. I can't beat this thing in my life. I don't have a sword, Pastor Wes. You're like, oh, I don't want this. That's dumb. That doesn't make sense. I, I, Pastor Wes, I can't do it. I'm single. Pastor Wes, I can't do it. I don't. I don't, I don't really make enough to give 10%. That's just too much. That's just way, that's way too hard. It's way too much. Pastor Wes, I'm talking about finances on January 2nd. There's visitors here. He's, I just, I, I don't, I can't do it, Pastor Wes. I just, I don't have enough Bible training. I don't, I, I can't lead a group. I've never, I've never led one. You'll never lead one until you lead one. I, I can't, I can't do that. I just, I don't, I don't really know. Like I still do some, like I'm saved, but I still do a few shady things. <laughs> You know who you are. <laughs> that was for someone online, wasn't it? <laughs> that ain't for me. <clears throat> I can't do it. I, I, and I just want to encourage you today. Some of you guys are not fighting because you think you don't have what it takes. I want to let you know you're well equipped to fight the giant that's in front of you. I'm so tired of giants walking by and going, Bring! and flicking off Christians, taking Christians down left and right. You know there aren't people here this year that were here last year because the enemy took them out. You want to know why? I think, here's why I think why. It's because they're like, you know, I don't have a sword. I don't have a sword. I can't preach like, I can't preach like that guy. I can't preach. I'm not that guy. Well, yeah, I haven't been a Christian long enough. I think you have all of the resources that you need to do what God's called you to do. Last night I sat at my table. My wife said, the kids, hey, kids, you, would you guys want any resolutions this year? And uh, I just said, hey, guys, I want you all to know, all four of you guys, I love you guys. We, we don't, this, don't make this, don't let this sound like super spiritual. I don't want it to sound like this is a super normal thing. We try hard, but we don't sit at the dinner table every night of the week. We don't pray every night of the week. I'm not a pastor. We don't pray every night of the week. We don't pray every morning. Should we pray more? Absolutely. Should we read the Bible more? Absolutely. My son said, Dad, I haven't read the Bible that much this year because two weeks, uh, Thanksgiving, I, I lost my cell phone at, at Grandma's house. I haven't, had, I, haven't had a, I haven't had my phone, so I can't read the Bible. I'm like, son, we, we're, this is a pastor's house. We have 68 Bibles. <laughs> like, we got every translation there is. 
we may even have Greek and Hebrew. I don't know. Like, I'm like, dude, he's like, I just couldn't. I didn't, I didn't have the app. I'm like, I believe you should have the app, but I also believe you should have the real Bible. You can't slay a giant if your phone goes out. But if you have the word of God, you can just. So I was preaching the message. <clears throat> oh, so I thought that was cool. I don't have a sword. Verse 51 says this. Then David ran over and he pulled Goliath's sword out from its sheath. And then David used it to kill him and cut off his head. Now we, the story that we heard was like, he killed him. Like we stopped there because like, I think we, we all had the, we all had the children's version of it. Like he got that, he got the, the bullet and he kind of leaned down. And he was just like, boom, game over. Everyone cheers for David. David's a man, let's go, we made it, let's go. But that just knocked him down. The Bible says he goes over there and everyone's watching. He takes out the, the sword. By the way, David has hundreds of pounds. Goliath has hundreds of pounds of, of armor. David's not even 100 pounds. He goes over there and drags his sword and just... You can't do that without midline stability. The dude was in shape. Just saying, he was in shape. What if, what if, what if, what if David was... What if David was so out of shape, he couldn't even breathe, like he couldn't have, God couldn't use him because your physical health, I want, I'm trying to communicate, your physical health, it does matter. I want to do mission, I want to, I want to be on mission the rest of my life. I can't get to 60 and say, I'm going to start taking care of my body. I want to take care of it all throughout my 30s, 40s, 50s. So when I get the chance to be missional when I'm older, I want to be able to be missional when I'm older. I want to be on mission. I don't, I'm not, this is not my job. This is not my job. This is my calling. And we all have the same calling. God called all of us to go. That may be some of the words for some of you guys. The word is go. The Bible says go into all the world and make disciples. We all have that. Joanna comes here every Saturday and helps us set all this up. She serves a rotation back there in, in the kids' area. She serves her, her kids and her husband. And every week she goes to her daughter's school. And she leads a Bible club. Because God's called her to go. And I can't go there, but she can go there. The guy in the back that, that runs all the Aldi's. I can't go there, but he can go there. The lady that's delivered five babies already this year. Is there another one on the way today? Like, I'm glad you're here. She comes to church and scrubs so she can just rush out. They pray over every single baby. Every one of them is a miracle of God. They're not using all, all the, all the they're, they're doing a great job with it, but they're like, hey, we're just going to give this to God, and we're going to pray. We're going to use the medicine, and we're going to pray. And they're just bringing, they're just, just, just going there. And when she leaves there, she goes home and she serves her seven kids. I can't go where she goes, but God's called us all to go. We're all called to be on mission. This row of people back here, they came, they're friends of the Romanos. They came from New York to be here today. I'd apologize to them for it being so hot. And they said, don't apologize. They're from upstate New York. Not God's country. It's so cold there. But I want you to know that some of you guys here, you have all that you need to fight the giants that you need to fight. Maybe yours isn't health. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your marriages. When we are physically healthy, I, this, is, this is what I've gotten from these books reading. This is not Pastor Wes. This is just reading. When we are physically healthy, we make other good choices. It's just that we just make good choices. You're the kind of person that, you be, when you take care of your body, you become the person that just makes good choices. Other good choices. 
David treated his body like it was the temple of God. That's what he did. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19-20, the Bible says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of God who lives in you and was given to you by God? You don't belong to yourself. For God bought you with a price, so you must honor God with your body. David was in a fight. Your pastors, they're in a fight. Your community group leader, they're in a fight. Your sorority group leader, they're in a fight. Everyone's in a fight. Everyone's in a battle. All of us are in it together. So I want to encourage you today, let's fight. When the enemy walks up to you, just, just you're going to fight. I'm going to fight. I don't know where you're at today in here, but I'm going to, I'm going to fight. When the enemy walks up to me, I'm just going to be like, hey, I'm not... I'm tired of you beating me up, Satan. I'm going to fight. I'm tired of you attacking me, Satan. I'm going to fight. I'm tired of you trying to take out my kids, the enemy. I'm going to fight. I'm tired of you trying to take out my marriage, enemy. I'm going to fight. I'm tired of you, enemy. When I get to work, my boss being demon-possessed, I'm going to fight. I'm tired of waking up tired and lethargic and, and just wor worried and anxious and depressed. I'm, I'm going to fight now. My depression's not going to be my, my death sentence. I'm going to fight. I'm going to be better because I can be better. I'm going to fight for everything I need to fight for. I'm going to fight for my mind. I'm going to fight for my body. I'm going to fight for my spirit because God's only given me one, and I'm going to take it. I'm going to fight. When your coworker comes up to you and he seems like he's discouraged, you're going to fight for them. When your kids are tired and your kids are weird and you feel like, man, they don't want to follow Jesus, you're going to fight for them. Quit fighting. Some of y'all need to quit fighting against your kids and start fighting for them. You're just going to pray. Come on, anybody here today want to fight with me? Let's just fight more. And here's what I know. If we all fight, everywhere we go, we're fighting together. It's easier to fight when you know there's other people that are fighting with you. Come on, anybody agree with that? Are we fighting. Hey, listen. We, I'm tired of fighting. I want to, I want, it's all spiritual attack. No wonder we're, no wonder why we're not seeing signs and wonders and miracles because we're not fighting. We quit fighting. Oh, we, haven't, we haven't seen that in a long, I haven't seen a miracle in a long You quit fighting. Let's be the kind of church that fights. Oh, you guys going to get a building? We don't need a building to fight. Man, you guys got, port, you're portable. Yeah, you don't, you don't got to be permanent to fight. <laughs> Oh, you, you guys are, you guys are that church over there. Like, there's other churches in your, no, we're going to fight. We're going to fight the enemy. Oh, we don't, you, you're a baby church. No, we're, we're a fighting church. <laughs> we ain't a baby no more. We're a number seven. Seven's number of completion. We're just getting started. We're going to fight. God's doing a new thing. Hey, I believe today some of you guys, God's just telling you, hey, you just, just get on, just get on track. You, you might be saying, I'm, on, I'm already in the game, my physical health. Here's what you know. Here's what I've learned. Whenever you figure out how to fight that thing that's beating you up, this is just, you may not like this, but God will give you something else to fight with, fight against. Can I be honest with you guys real quick? My dad can tell you, I, West Beecham, most of my life has been an arrogant piece of work. I would say other things, but we're in church. I was just an arrogant piece of crud. Crap, that's what I wanted to say. And I've like worked so hard on just being humble. 
I've had to memorize scriptures, Psalm, Psalms 115, one was the first I had to remember, memorize, Psalms 115 once, it says, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name. I had to realize it's not about you, Wes. It's not about you. It's not about you. I've had to get that in my soul. And, like, and when you meet, and when people meet me, they say, man, you, he, seems like a, he seems like a humble guy because I've worked so hard on becoming that. And I got more work to do. But did you guys know this? Once I got that figured out, I felt like I got it figured out. God gave me something else to work on. I was so mad at that. I was like, bro, it took me 33 years to get this thing. And now you're going to give me another thing? One. He's always given us that one thing that always remind us that we need him. Because you know what I know what I know where I got? I didn't need him to help me with this humility thing. I'm like, I feel like I worked really hard on getting it. And now that I got it, I'm like, I got this. I don't need God no more. I can do this myself. Hey, let's start this year with communion. You guys have a communion right around you. Does anybody not have one? We're gonna bring it to you if you don't have one. Just throw your hand up in the air. Um, right over here, Danielle. On the fifth row and the third row. Could you stand to your feet today? Can we do something that we've never done before? Because I like new things. I'm not gonna lead this in communion today. I'm gonna let you do that to yourself. I'm gonna let you do that for yourself, with yourself. I've done it for you. You know how to do it now. You, we're growing up. We're not a baby church anymore. We're a fighting church. And so here's what we're gonna do. Diane, the team is gonna sing. There's a bread in here. There's a, there's a wafer in here that represents Jesus' body. And there's a cup in here that represents Jesus' blood. As these words begin to sing, would you just pray and cleanse your heart? Would you just, pl- you just pray and get your heart right with Jesus? I-, I talked about your body today. This is about your heart. God chose David to be the next king because his heart, not because of his physical stature. By the way, David grabbed five stones. Five is the number of grace. I don't know why he chose five, but you know what some people believe? That Goliath had brothers. <laughs> hey, come on, when you take down humility, he gives you something else. When you take down purity, he gives you something else. When you take down your fi- getting healthy finances, he takes down something. Another, another, another brother comes around the corner. Maybe he was going to miss. You're going to miss this year. You're going to miss. I hope I get to 365 this year in Bible plan. I hope I can do better. So would you bow your head, close your eyes. Would you just pray and ask God to get your heart right for 20, just just worship God in your seat. And whenever you're ready, would you take this bread and would you take this cup? Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.